Hi, this is Patty Lapone. This is Allison Janney. This is Matt Balmer. This is Donna Murphy. This is Nia Vardalis. This is Jesse Tyler Ferguson. This is Beanie Feldstein. I'm Octavia Spencer. This is Ben Platt, and you're listening to Little Known Facts with my favorite person on the planet, Alana Levine. A-OK. Welcome to Little Known Facts, a podcast where you will hear unfiltered, raw, honest, and uniquely funny interviews with artists you love as they talk about the art they love to make. I'm your host, Ilana Levine. Hey, I heard you needed inspiration. He's Ilana and friends with some revelations. Little known back to the day, every little thing's gonna be A-OK. Hey guys, before I share this next conversation, I just wanted to say thank you to all of you who have continued to support the podcast with your monthly donations. And for anyone who also wants to support it, it's really easy. All you do is go to littleknownfactspodcast.com and you'll see that there's a contributions page when you look at the homepage menu and it explains how to donate. And when I say no donation is too small, I really mean mean it. Even a dollar a month will make a huge difference in my being able to share these episodes with you every week. So thank you to those who have already given. Thank you in advance to those who might contribute in the future. And without further ado, here's the next episode of Little Known Facts. Enjoy. Little known fact about my guest today, when quarantine began, she and her husband, actor Leslie Odom Jr., decided that they would use this unprecedented time to deepen their relationship, their friendship, their marriage, their creative life, and how they did that. Well, you'll have to listen to this episode. Welcome the extraordinary Nicolette Robinson once again to the podcast. Colette Robinson. I am so happy to have you on the podcast today. I'm so happy to be here talking to you. Oh my goodness. I know. (laughs) My friend, you're so far away. And for a minute, I feel like you're close by. And that's one of the best feelings I've had in a really long time. So thank you for sharing this time with me. Um, The last time we sat down, we were in a podcast booth together uh, (laughs) celebrating Waitress, the musical, and your starring role in it. And you know, you're exhausted by how much I talk about how you were so glorious in that part. And I was obsessed. Um, But I will move on today. But just once again, one of the greatest performances I've ever seen in Broadway history. So there's that. Thank you. Um, tell me a little bit before we talk about Love in the Time of Corona, which is this fabulous series, one of the first um, that has come out since we've all been on lockdown. Tell me yeah. how you and Leslie and your beautiful daughter have been faring. Where are you and how are you this very morning as we speak? <laughs> well, we are in LA in our home. Um, we've been here the entire quarantine. So um, I'm very, very much looking forward to a little mini vacation that we're going to take in September to um, just get out of town a little bit, just drive, just a driving distance. But we, we rented a little house in Palm Springs and 
I'm just so ready for a change of scenery, <laughs> but, um, but we're very lucky. It's been a, it's been, um, really quiet and relatively, you know, uh, we've been relatively coming out of this unscathed, you know, in a way that, um, I know everybody's kind of going through it right now. So I'm feeling very grateful for our health and for our, um, time together and for the opportunities that have been coming our way. Cause we just really did not know what this time was going <laughs> to end up being for us. So, um, this morning I, I feel okay, you know, went to bed at the news of Jacob Blake, um, yeah. being shot. And, um, so that always, yeah, that, I mean, is incredibly unsettling and awful and, um, exhausting and all the things. So this morning is a weird morning, I feel like. Um, but we're just taking it one step at a time. And I'm, I'm just so happy to be starting my day off with you. That mm -hmm. just, that helps yeah, <laughs> a lot. I know. I feel the same way. Just to reach out to people I love and respect um, is, is a little bit of a bomb. Uh, on, on the wound that we are all experiencing right now in so many different ways. Um, I remember that when we talked last time, your family, I mean, you grew up in LA. Is your family around you? Are you guys able to see each other or, or kind of bubble together? Or are you pretty separate from your family? Yeah, no, we've been <clears throat> very lucky. Um, my parents live about a five minute walk from us. Oh my God. So, um, that, that was is grandparent, grandparent <laughs> heaven. Isn't that the best? It's like just knowing that Lucy gets to grow up just being able, being a walking distance away from their grandparents, it's such a dream. So yeah. it's, and it's a dream for us for sure. So we've been very lucky because at the beginning of quarantine, we, we fully quarantined from everyone. And, mm -hmm. um, especially cause Les, Les literally got back the day the stay at home order started in LA. And, um, so he had been traveling, he was actually on tour for his, for his, um, new album and that got canceled. So we were just, you know, being extra safe and cautious because he had been out and traveling and, you know, uh, it, it was just, we just didn't want to risk anything, but we now bubble with my parents and then my sister and her fiance, um, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> I mean, right. we'll do some outdoor, uh, socially distant hangs, um, in our yard, but, um, but yeah, we've been really blessed to be able to be close to family and my sister is, is watching my daughter right now. So, <laughs> that's so been... I was going to ask you about that on the day, like in New York, I was doing a play and I believe it was March 13th that mm. our governor shut down, you know, uh, venues with over 500 seats. Yeah. Um, I think smaller venues were able to go forward maybe for one or more two performances. And then of course, everything shut down. Right. So Leslie was touring with his newest record. Yeah. Yeah. And where was he? He was well, actually, so he was, you know, he's always all over the place. So he was actually in New York at the time because he was doing reshoots for uh, another film that he that's coming out next year, the Sopranos um, prequel movie that he shot. They were doing reshoots for that, so he was in New York, and then he was going to fly from there to I think it was like San Francisco or something. He had just come from Vegas 
he had had, so he had started his tour in LA, then he went to Vegas for the second show. And then he had, then the next two or three shows was going to be San Francisco, Seattle, and Portland. And I was going to go perform with him in all three of those cities. Mm -hmm. And it was just, but everything was just slowly unfolding. And it was just so scary and crazy and I was like is somebody gonna cancel your tour <laughs> what's happening are you flying home from New York because if you're stuck there and then we can't be together I was just like we didn't know what was gonna happen if if we were gonna all be like quarantined wherever you are and you know. exactly so I was just like can you get on a plane and get home and so they flew him home the day he finished filming and then he was supposed to fly to um, San Francisco, but he, that ended up being postponed. But the crazy thing about, about, you know, concert venues is like, you know, for insurance policies, Les couldn't cancel the concert. We had to wait for the venues to be like, okay, we have to postpone. Right. <laughs> so, Otherwise it's on you. It's on right, your bank right. account. Right. Right. <laughs> so is the Sopranos prequel one of the projects that it sounds like they wrapped his stuff, but that yes. is a film that was not able to complete principal photography because yes. of corona. I believe so. I think one of the lead actresses in the movie is from Italy. And so I think she was obviously, you know, not able to come over here. And so that, I think that they were halted for like a couple final scenes that they had to shoot. I don't know how that ended up turning out. I know that they had to push, they were supposed to release this year um, and they had to push to like March of next year. So um, I, I guess they're, still figuring all that out but luckily yeah. Leslie's Leslie's stuff is done so that's good well um, what's so remarkable about love in the time of corona which is I got to see the first two episodes um and I will get to watch the rest tonight um <laughs> so it's on freeform and hulu and the thing that's so amazing is that you know when you say well we've been in our Sweet house. Well, I'm adding sweet. You said house. Because <laughs> it's a really sweet it's house. A sweet, it is a sweet house. It's such a sweet house. Um, we all got to see it. And one of the yeah. remarkable things about this time, when we were just doing Zoom performing, we were already feeling like we were, you know, kind of perusing Architectural Digest or all of these magazines <laughs> that we love to get inspiration from artists yes. who inspire us. We looked at like how they've done their homes. Suddenly mm. it's not just this beautifully, you know, Annie Leibovitch shot sort of stuff, but like mm -hmm. we're really seeing people at home and your show takes it to a whole new level because I think some of us, um, started to feel like what was so generous about all of the actors in this show is that they were really bringing so much of their personal journey through this time to the script. Um, mm -hmm. I know this was a scripted series, but I'm getting the impression that certainly you and Les and maybe other, you know, Gil and other couples that are mm -hmm. in the show were able to share some of their um, own feelings and stories. And I want to talk to you about how this project came to you. I'm just going to quickly tell folks, if you haven't seen it yet, basically the premise is um, that all of the actors in the show were already quarantining with each other before the project began. Is that mm -hmm. true? Those of you who yeah. are acting together uh, on the show. That's right. Yeah. 
the so, actors that are in the same scenes were in the same quarantine bubble in real life. <laughs> I just want to say I loved it all so much, but um, L. Scott Caldwell and and Charles Robinson's scene, mm. um, he is an actor who plays someone sort of at the beginning of dementia um, mm -hmm. in ways that if anyone has experienced that in their own life, I'm going to cry. The mm. subtlety with which this disease begins to expose itself um, lends itself to this feeling of hopefulness because you feel like, oh, it's just short-term memory. It's just a glitch, right? Like yeah. it always begins with just like, I forgot my keys this morning too. That doesn't mean right. I have dementia. Um, right. But the love story between the, the older couple in this show was just so breathtakingly beautiful. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you felt that way too. It's just oh, all... Yeah love and beauty and respect and sweetness. Are you related to Charles Robinson? No, no, okay. actually. <laughs> but my grandfather's name was Charles Robinson. So that's- um, That's so that's wild. I know, isn't that wild? Yes. So talk yeah. to me about how this came to you. You guys are producers on it and sort of everything that kind of, it can be a stream of consciousness as you want mm -hmm. about how this is uh, in your life now and now in our yeah. lives. Yeah, it was, it's so interesting how it came about. I mean, it's, we, I continue to just remain so grateful. Um, it, it, so uh, it was a weird time because we were all in the, in the thick of, you know, quarantine. We had just been like re-extended. I think it was, it was June when we got the phone call. My agents, I had just finished talking to them like a day or two before because we were really in the thick of the Black Lives Matter movement and George Floyd had just been killed. And, you know, it was when a lot of people were reaching out to me to be like, are you okay? <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. and I remember having a phone call with my agents and them just um, checking in and me talking to them about, you know, this time and what, and I don't know, just, it was, we were just having a, a really great check-in. And so then they called me a couple days later and I was still definitely in a you know dark sort of space about it because it, it that really rocked our household and um and i got a phone call from them and i was like what do they have <laughs> why are they calling again <laughs> i'm not yeah. sure what's i was like maybe they i'm just still chat not okay yeah. yeah maybe maybe they're just checking in on me again and you right. know so, so i just called i was like hey how's it going and they were like so <laughs> you have an offer that came in for you and i was like what <laughs> what is happening? Um, and when they first told me, you know, the title and they said that this is an offer for both you and Les to do a scripted series in your home, they'll shoot it here. And, you know, immediately just red flags. I was just like, this is so not going to happen. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. um, I, I just, first of all, like even the thought, I mean, I had no idea how that was going to work and safely how that was gonna, we were very intensely quarantined and like, I just really at first was like, I don't know about this, but they were like, um, they, they basically when they started explaining the project to us and, and they sent us a storyline that they were pitching to us to do, um, Les and I were talking about it and we were like, you know, this is definitely an opportunity to, um, time capsule this moment i mean this this time is so 
wild and so unique and so strange. And we had just been talking about that. We were like, I mean, we've never experienced a moment like this um, globally. And so I, um, I, we, we set up a meeting with Freeform and with the creator of the show, Joanna Johnson, and um, we were just interested to hear what they had to say. And when they, they were so, they were just so lovely and so passionate about this idea. And they, we just loved the idea that they wanted to tell a story from, from this time, but really focus on reaching for the light, mm-hmm. focus on finding love, whether that's romantic love or just self-love or familial love, whatever that is. But, um, you know, what I've found that is so important about this time is is that there's just such drastic shifts in in each day in your emotion and what you're feeling and your anxiety and your fears and the joys at the same time. And so what I loved was I, what I've been really trying to find in this time is, is allowing for that balance, allowing for if I feel happy in this moment, I want to, you know, feel it fully because at any moment I can get bad news from, you know, a family member or a friend or I can hear about the unemployment rates or hear about you know another friend who's getting furloughed or you know all the things that it's just there was just such a constant back push and pull of emotions during this time so for me to be able to reach for the light in this time to be able to acknowledge that while this time has been scary and anxious there's also been a whole lot of beauty in it and you know in my household we've never spent this amount of time together and so um you know les is always on the road and we're always busy and working and doing all the things and so the idea of being able to capture some stories that that really allow for the telling of love and finding finding joy amidst amidst the chaos that we're all going through so um so then so we met with them and they they were you know basically telling us that that's the kind of thing that they want to tell and so we didn't really like the storyline that they pitched us (laughs) for us to play it was originally supposed to be um two people that meet online during quarantine on dating app and then they go on a date um, on virtually, and then they decide to move in together during quarantine, um, which ended up being the, like a secondary storyline in, in the show, uh, after all. But we, we said to them, you know, we've been together for 12 years and, um, we don't really feel like playing people that are just meeting right now. And we just feel like if we're gonna tell a story, if we're gonna work right now, if we're gonna create art, we need to feel like we're being authentic and telling and adding to the narrative of this time in a very authentic way and and saying things that are important, talking about things that are important for us to remember. So they were so receptive to what we said and we were like, you know, maybe we can just step away and pitch you some ideas. We can write some stuff down, send it to you and see if you respond to it and see if you, um, if we can tell this story that feels a little bit more like something we can relate to and that we feel more passionate about telling. And so we did that. We wrote some ideas and a lot of them were kind of based on our experiences in quarantine together. And then it, they, we, they were so receptive and so collaborative and they were just like, okay, let's do this. So from then on, we were just very much involved in the writing of our storyline and 
was a whole lot of back and forth Zooms and phone calls and note sessions and all that. And, and they made us executive producers because we were so hands-on with the telling of our stories. So it was very, it was just really cool and such a blessing for this to kind of come along. And we, and it was just very important to us that we also inserted the narrative of, um, you know, what it was like in our household to be going through this Black Lives Matter movement and hearing the news of Ahmaud Arbery and, um, and then, you know, eventually George Floyd, which in, in this time period, we, we, t we talk about Ahmaud Arbery because that's when the story takes place. But um, it was just really important to us to, to acknowledge those moments. Um, so I'm really proud of, <laughs> of what we ended up creating and, um, and just so grateful, again, just continuously reminded how grateful we are to have even been able to work during this time at all, you know. So I want to ask you because, I mean, yeah, the integrity and love that is interwoven and humor uh, between the two of you and all your scenes dealing with such immediate current events that are still so raw, um, mm. sharing in the intimacy of your relationship, both scripted and some, I'm sure, improvised in the moment because it must have lent itself to that. Um, I felt like you really hit upon two things that were really interesting also, which is what it means to have a career and think about having a kid when you're a woman versus mm -hmm. what it is for, in, in this couple, the man of the relationship. Obviously, mm -hmm. there are you know, same-sex relationships all over the world that deal with two women having to decide who gets to stop working during yeah. that time. Um, and I know that having Lucy is the greatest joy of your lives and, mm -hmm. and all of our lives. Um, <laughs> but is that, I'm just curious, like, is that a conversation that had been going on in real time for you guys? Because there is this kind of pause, professional pause mm -hmm. going on for everyone. So it is like, insert baby here, like the way right. we talk about it. So right. can you talk to me about negotiating that and yeah. then the other thing I want to ask you because I really am asking uh in almost a dear Abby way you and mm -hmm. Les have talked a lot about thinking about how to use this time to reconnect um as friends and mm -hmm. allies and as a couple like all of yeah. those things because you know I'm also married to an actor and so much of our life is um, making plans to see each other between right. gigs and our kids yes. take up so much space as they should. So mm -hmm. how do you go about um, becoming friends and not um, bickering all the time when, when, mm. when under the pressure of all, like the pandemic and the Black Lives Matter pandemic, right? Like there's yeah. so much going on. So that's a handful of questions and you can unpack <laughs> it um, however you want and skip yeah. the parts that feel too intimate or not what you want to share. But yeah. yeah. Well, I'll start with that second part of the question because um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure that everyone who's in a relationship right now or even just in a family or even in a um you know living with someone that you have a relationship with whether it's just a friendship or not you just like this time is so 
different because we're just kind of trapped together. <laughs> you know, there's no like, okay, I'll see you. I'm going to work. I'll see you like at six o'clock tonight. There's no break. There's no escape hatch. There's none. There's none. So we just knew that this time was either going to, you know, be really challenging. And um, I mean, it still is challenging, but it, we knew that it was either going to like make us hate each other or push us farther apart or get get on each other's nerves constantly or or we could really you know sink our heels in and and commit to getting closer in this time and um and a lot of that for us was you know um setting a little bit of um expectations or setting you know just communication is the big thing but we we basically said at the beginning we were like okay um here's just like a few things, rules, or however you want to call it, here's a few things that we just want to always remember. <laughs> um, one of which was like, to, to let things go easily. Like we mm. got to just let things roll off our backs because- um, Are you naturally equipped <laughs> to do that? <laughs> Is that your nature? Cause that's, anyway, just not, ask me for a friend. <laughs> I think, I mean, I feel like for women, especially, I mean, for, at least for me, no, I'm, I'm not, it does not, I'm a woman, I am an Aries, I, you know, I, I'm very emotional, I don't normally let things roll off my back. Yeah. I feel like Dominic of the two of us is yeah. much more able to do that than yes. I am. Yes, yeah, same for, same for us, Les yeah. is definitely better at that. Um, so maybe that was a rule for me that he mm -hmm. said, I don't know. <laughs> We'll have to go back to the original notes. <laughs> right. yeah. um, but it was helpful because, you know, you, you really, if you, if you can set that intention and if you can really just, you know, have that in the back of your mind, even if you're not always following that, mm -hmm. you just like, if, if you're, if somebody, if the other one says something that just like rubs you the wrong way, or, or if somebody's just not in the best mood today, or if somebody just needs some space, we just have to like hear that and take it in and be like, okay, I'm moving on. Or, or if we, if I need to talk about this, I'm going to just talk about it instead of like, you know, being like, why is he doing that? And, <laughs> and then like just every little thing that he does, just letting it frustrate me. And then, and then eventually let it come out in some sort of explosion. So, um, yeah, just just being more conscious of letting things roll off your back was helpful for me, especially. Mm -hmm. um, and then also we, we set this thing at the beginning, which we haven't really been doing as much of lately. We just, I don't know why, but we, at the very beginning of quarantine for the first like two or three months, we were like, anytime one of us wants to take a walk, the other one has to go with the other one like it's it's not a thing of like nah I don't really feel like it it's like if uh -huh. the other one needs to get out of the house then unless it's like a, I need to be by myself sort of thing but mm -hmm. but really like it, it was a nice thing that we shared together especially on our once once my parents were in our quarantine we'd have like a Friday date night where my daughter would go to my parents house and on Friday nights we would take really long walks in our neighborhood and so um, we were just always kind of keying into what the other one needed. If the other one needed to get out, then okay, let's go. Let's go on this walk. And it was always, you know, a breath of fresh air for us and another way for us to to connect a little bit more and have conversations that were either deep or like the complete opposite, you know. 
Um, so and not just, just Lucy centric. I mean, not that you couldn't yes, talk about her, yeah. but, but I know how much focus it is to, oh, yeah. to share a little one. And she's also at that age where she just doesn't really like enjoy when grownups are having conversations that she's not involved in. <laughs> right. Right. So she'll just like make a whole lot of noise and ah, you know, to get us to stop talking. It's, it's a challenge for sure. Yes. So like, yes. Okay. Lucy, grownups are talking right now. We're allowed to talk. And if you want to, if you want to be in the conversation too, you can, but <laughs> um, yeah, you can't monopolize this moment um but it's but she's three so you know yeah however much of that she can take in exactly <laughs> but yeah so I, you know it's just the little things like that I mean and we we really tried to commit to having date night um on the night when my parents would take Lucy and um you know he's been cooking a lot and we just sit and have a glass of wine and some dinner and um you know watch a movie together or whatever it is but we um it, we just committed to having, to just getting to know each other more. I don't know. It's, it sounds so corny, but, um, we, we actually, before this show came along, we had hit this like creative light switch. It was like a light bulb went off for us. We were so proud and excited of this like step forward that we had taken in our friendship and in our relationship. It was, it was, uh, it's, I won't bore you with the details because it was kind of, um, I don't know, it's kind of <laughs> detail oriented and complicated and who really cares, but it was like this big thing that we learned that I am a micro and he is macro. And when I say that, it's like mostly talking about like creativity and like writing and creating things. Like I, I immediately go like detail oriented and I start coming up with all the details and the things. And then he is like, I need to see the big picture. Mm. And um, it was just this interesting thing that we discovered about each other that unlocked like a world of, of, of us being able to create things together. Um, anyways, that's so, I feel like that's. Is that something you guys, had done before? I mean, I know that you performed together. Mm -hmm. um, have you written stuff together before? Not really, because we always would hit this bump being like, mm. you know, we, we, when it comes, I mean, we've, we, yeah, we've been working together for years and we're definitely each other's, you know, confidants and, and directors and all the things like when I'm, when I was in waitress, like the one person I needed to get there immediately to come see the show was him because was I, me. I mean, Leslie. exactly. I well, that, yes. <laughs> you and Leslie. Exactly. You know I what do. I mean? Just, uh, I, do. I do. You mean, <laughs> you mean husband versus friend. I get it. <laughs> no verses, just separate. Just also. Different. Um, yes. yes. And uh -huh. yes. And yes. And, um, but yeah, I just, you know, I trust his, like he would come and tell me the like three things that would just take my performance up to the next level. And same with him when he was doing Hamilton, I'd come at the beginning, you know, the first previews and, and just tell him my thoughts. And then it would just the little things to have, you know, the eyes of a person that you trust the most in the audience, um, you trust, you know, creatively and, you know, emotionally and all those things that by the way um, Nick that is not a small thing a lot of couples find themselves when I you know I talk to so many creative couples and they mm -hmm. find themselves feeling the most defensive 
Um, they have this feeling of like, I need to be perfect in front of my mate, or I need them to think I'm perfect. And I think it's really encouraging and beautiful to hear that that is not how you guys operate. And I, and I wish more people felt that way. Um, but, but it isn't always like that. So just as an aside, that's incredible and so happy making. Oh yeah. That kind of trust. It's, it's the best. It's, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what I would do without, I mean, I, there's so many decisions and so many, you know, so much of my work and his too, that are just so affected by the conversations that we have or the, you know, the, the way we have each other's backs in that way. I mean, even just like his music, I mean, everything we do, I mean, we are, he is my executive producer and I'm his executive producer, like in yeah. every project that you see us work on, you just know that the other one is deeply like on the sidelines at, you know, two in the morning having conversations about, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. just even his album or whatever, like we'll, he'll play me stuff and I'll just tell him, you know, we, we just, uh, we are very lucky to have this creative relationship that we just know what the other one is trying to communicate and trying to show. And we know the, we know each other so well I mean, we've been together for a really long time. So mm-hmm. we just know how to unlock the best of one another. And um, it, it wasn't always that way, I will say. Like, it, it's taken the first, you know, few years of our relationship. I mean, every time we'd even make an audition tape together, it would end in, like, a fight or tears or something. Of course. <laughs> you know? Of course. <laughs> just me screaming at him. Of course, because the direction <laughs> feels personal. Like, me, right. you're talking about me. Right. Are you saying you don't like me? Like, exactly. It's so weird. It's so and, weird. And everybody works so differently. I mean, I yeah. don't know how you and Dominic have, but for me and Les, like, we just both have very different processes. And so, and like, he used to think that it was like about tough love and like, you know, and talking to me to like get me revved up to get it out of me. And I'm like, that is the opposite, dude. Yes. <laughs> you no, not helpful. Yeah. Yes. I'm taking my script and I'm going home. Exactly. I know. I know. But first, I'm going to slam the door. (laughs) Oh my God. What about the days when we lived in a studio apartment in New York and I'd like go into the bathroom and just slam the door? It's like you have nowhere to go. Ah, the good old days. Yes, yes. So. So, so the point is, you're about to embark on this thing, and then this thing kind of, this already train has left the station, love in the time of the corona project comes your way. Yeah. And you can put all your energy there for a bit. Yes. Thank you for focusing me in because I was like, I don't know where I am right now. No, you're right where um, I want you to be, which is just sharing truths that are going to be so helpful for me in my life when we hang up. Mm-hmm. I'm writing everything down and Dominic has no idea that our entire mm-hmm. relationship is about to shift. So this is really helpful. Keep going. <laughs> Keep going. Oh, I think I need to, I need to take some from you on your relationship. I feel like it's <laughs> we all need to do that. It needs a little forum of just sharing. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, then so this thing comes in. I guess the question is, were you, you know, it feels almost like a documentary in its intimacy, and mm-hmm. it's set up that way. Was it scary for you guys to go? Okay, now everyone's going to think I'm pregnant, or we're having another <laughs> right. baby, or are you pregnant and having right. another baby? <laughs> right. Um, right. You know, I have revealed some very good little known facts on this show, and if you want to <laughs> share that, but I'm just saying now everyone's going to think like 
your characters are named James and Trage, but we're going to think yeah. it's you. And so right. is that a concern? Well, I think we, there's always like a hesitancy of like, anytime you dive into a character or if you're like, I guess when you're this involved in the creation of something and when people know that we're a couple. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I at first, I remember when we first had some of our meetings cause we were, we were sharing a lot of these stories are based on what we went through. And, um, I remember, you know, we, the, the way the process went was we would just kind of sit and just talk about it to the writer's room and, um, and then they'd come back with some, you know, bullet points of, of basically what the what the show is going to be and what this each scene is going to be and I was I remember at a certain point being like did I, do I do I come off that uptight like is that really like how yeah. they thought I was like yeah but what I also had to separate was okay you know this is a character that we're playing like this is not me Sade is not me and it is better when the character is just a little bit different from myself because it allows me to stretch a little more and also have less judgment on the character and because I'm be, be out of fear for what people will think I am like, you know? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so for me, it was helpful to have our stories to inspire it, but also to allow them to take it and create an actual character. And so that was helpful for me at a certain point. I had to just, we both had to separate ourselves from the characters and be like, okay, this is their interpretation and this is how they're dramatizing it. And this is how they are allowing it to come through. And so, but, but in terms of the personal stuff, I just, we, again, entered this time. We were like, if, if we are gonna make any art from here on out, it has to be something that feels meaningful. It has to be something that feels relatable or feels like we're speaking about something that, that means something to us, you know? And, um, and so we were like, if we can tell this story, I'm sure a lot of other people are going through it. Um, you know, other people will be able to relate. And so, you know, there was a point at the beginning of quarantine where we were really having these conversations where I was like, okay, this was supposed to be my year. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like going to enter this year and be like, we had kind of on the, on the, you know, sort of timeline figured we'll maybe start trying for a baby in like 2021, um, maybe in the summertime, because hopefully that'll give me this year to really, you know, work and really, you know, take the career to the next step so that I'm not, you know, feeling, um, the sacrifice when whenever we decide to have another baby that I'm not feeling it as heavily as I felt it the first time um and so we were really starting to have those conversations of being like well should we be trying right now everything's shut down you know we can't work right now and you're home which was you know actually a conversation we had in the show too because Les it was gone for in real life. He was gone for most of my pregnancy and that was really, really hard on me and on him and, yeah. our, and on our relationship, to be honest, it was probably of course. the worst time of our relationship in the 12 years that we've been together. Right. Of course. Um, and, um, thank God for therapy, <laughs> but, um, that's a whole other conversation, but, um, yeah, I, we were really contemplating. We were like, should we do this? And then, and then Ahmaud Arbery was killed. And, um, and then that sort of added into the mix. And then you're like, 
do we, and we're in the midst of a pandemic, does, is this stupid to like even mm -hmm. be considering bringing a child into the world right now when we are, when there's like a virus that is killing so many people and even just people that are close to us and, and the world is going through like the worst time in politics since we've ever, that we've ever experienced in our lives. And, um, and you know, Black Lives Matter movement is at the forefront. And we, I mean, we were just so confused <laughs> again on what to do. And so um, we just were like, we cannot possibly be the only people that are going through something like this right now, whether it's career stuff or child stuff or, um, you know, um, human humanity and human rights and, you know, uh, civil rights, all that stuff. So that was a really long, long answer all over the place. But I think that sort of answers the question of like, um, we were just ready to dive in. We wanted to be honest with the storytelling and, and in answer to your question about the baby, that conversation is, it's still ongoing. <laughs> so mm -hmm. it, it could happen at any moment, you know, yeah. you never know. Yeah, um, I know. It's yeah. an impossible time to try to make decisions. I mean, it really yeah. is one of those moments where you're like, we're going to let God take this one because it's like, it's just impossible to know what the future looks like. I just think that um, the thing that you said earlier is that the producers sort of said, we want this to be real life and in real time, but also mm -hmm. try to focus on lighter, joyous moments too, Yes, because something that art can reflect, but it can also um, give us hope and some levity and some yeah. laughs and I feel like it really was like it's incredible knowing that you guys sort of are doing it's like I've got a barn let's put on a show in your case the barn is your beautiful house yeah. um, but sort of very quickly kind of going back to those roots where we did everything um oh, yeah. this time with a paycheck but right. you know you really did have to I understand the crew was sort of remote and outside and intense mm -hmm. and it couldn't have been safer but you're also suddenly yeah. like okay, I'll set direct, I'll, I'll, I'll set decorate. Mm -hmm. And I'm, you know, and, and yeah. I feel like that must've been really fun at the same time to get to jump in and to do it with your love. Like what is more fun than to act with your husband, get paid for it, have yeah. it come out amazing. Everybody looks gorgeous. It's like, <laughs> it's so, I always go back to the trailer and like redo my hair and makeup anyway. You know what I mean? It always is like, almost looks like me, but I just exactly. always exactly. for the idea that like you can fuss as much as you wanted. Yes, yes. Right, to have yeah. control. No, that's complete. I mean, when I, when I'm on a, a set too, I'm always like, I, I should have just done my makeup myself. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Oh, but, Even um, if it's amazing, it's just more than I'm yeah. used to. And then I'll right. see like, oof, I should have left it because actually right. I'm a little not <laughs> made up enough. But lesson learned. Right, right. No, but it was, it felt like, um, it felt like college, you know, mm -hmm. sort of in a way where you're like making your own sort of independent film. <laughs> um, everybody was wearing all the different hats. It was, I mean, and, and it was such a blessing too. I mean, we, we really didn't know when the next job was going to happen. And I loved what you said earlier about you have to just trust and like let God or the universe or whatever it is that you believe in just sort of, you know, take the, take the reins and lead you to where it is that you are meant to be. Because that, yeah. that really... 
I really feel that more than anything from this time because um, it's it's just I don't know the, the simpler times that we've been going through as as you know hard and and awful as they have been at the same time it's it's been really um, there's been some really beautiful moments and really and really like what's the word just moments where you are confirmed in your faith confirmed in the fact that you are on this path that mm -hmm. is only meant for you because i mean yeah it was a, such a blessing to have this job have this executive producer credit and then learn so much i mean we learned so much and what better time when we really were just stuck in our homes we had nothing going on and it was a lot of work but it was it was fun because we were we were it felt like it was ours it felt like you know, we, at least our storyline, you know, we, we didn't have anything so. to do with the other, other yeah. storylines, which I'm, I, I love as well. Like I just, especially, I'm, I think one of, I mean, I loved the, the parents storyline, like you said, with um, L. Scott and Charles, but I also really love the Bellows family. <laughs> Are you friends with Gil? You mentioned Gil. Yeah, I've known yeah. him for so long and it was so, he always pops up in like these amazing things. I'm yeah. Like, Where's yeah. Gil? And there he is. And, yeah. And that was such an honest portrayal of, yeah. of how you separate from someone you love also. And, mm -hmm. and just having this older kid and and who's right. still a kid and an adult all of it i thought it was really and and um and then to see andy mcdowell's daughter like her, her daughters mm -hmm. uh once upon a time in hollywood you know her mm -hmm. other daughter was i'm like oh my god yeah. the genetics i know they're ridiculous. so talented it's gorgeous like, and talented gorgeous yeah. and talented and so um <laughs> I don't know, just so natural uh, yeah. in front of the camera. And she's a beautiful voice, all of it. And Tommy's yeah. amazing. And what he does um, for the LGBTQIA plus community is incredible. I mean, to just yeah. see these young people become such activists um, yes. and passionate about the things they believe in and able to have such an influence on their generation. Those mm -hmm. are the things that during this moment, of time it's it's actually so much more than a moment right now in yeah. this life we are living i just have so much respect for you guys and mm -hmm. you know i'm just uh grateful that you made it and shared it with us and to watch it in the middle of the day yesterday with dominic i was just like can you believe we get to do this right now and look who we're watching <laughs> and it was just incredible oh. so thank you thank you no i mean i just i you know it's 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 a sweet little show. It still has its, you know, silly moments and it's yeah. definitely directed towards a specific audience. But I, I do, um, I feel like the heart of it, the, the authenticity and the honesty and, and the heart is just really, um, true and really, um, special in this piece. And I especially, I'm excited for you to see episodes three and four, cause it gets a little more, just a little more real. Like there's a yes. little, uh, it, we get a little deeper into, the, the storylines where obviously it's when like things start to fall apart a little bit, but it's, we start getting more real into how, how the black lives matter movement affected our household and how it affected all of that. And, um, you know, how the killing of Ahmaud Arbery really just rocked, rocked our, you know, uh, foundation and, and the idea of living in a country where this has just been continuous for it for 
400 years, you know, it's, it's, it, um, and you just know, I mean, it is a realistic situation where like, I mean, Leslie goes, uh, you know, drives at night to go to the recording studio or whatever. And I'm like, check in with me, you know, let me, I'm, there is always a small fear in the back of your head of like, what if he gets pulled over? What if, you know, just, I don't know. It is just a constant reality that you, you have, your entire life. I mean, whether it's even just the small things being, being black in America and the the little things that you've had since you were a child that um, it was just that, that event, that atrocity was, it was just, I think a moment for everyone to, um, it was just the, the, I don't know. It was just put, pushed it over. and, and I think also the fact that a lot of my white friends, um, for the first time, really, <clears throat> really, really understood um, the fact that I was getting phone calls and text messages. And I know there was like, it was a lot, a lot of people were joking and also serious about the fact that it was the, the, the post going around of like, stop texting your black friends, <laughs> stop texting your black friends. But for me, I, I actually really appreciated it because for me, it was the first time I ever felt like that was being seen mm-hmm. by other people who had not experienced it. And that right. was, you know, pretty much everyone that's not black. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so that, it was just, it was a real rocky moment. Um, and it's still ongoing, but um, I believe that this time is about emerging from this time changed. We cannot, we cannot come back the same, you know, and we will hopefully just continue to have more honest conversations moving forward. We have to, you know, and um, so I'm as, as awful and hard as this time has been, I think there's a lot of good that can come from it. And, and love in the time of Corona, as I know it makes some people cringe. I, (laughs) I made the mistake of, of dabbling on Twitter a little bit and, you know, hearing when people first hear that there's a lot of people that are still going through a lot and they're like, I don't want to, I don't want to watch a show about this time, which is understandable. But I think if, if some people give it a chance, it, it will show to um, it will show people that it's it's actually saying more than it is talking about important things in this time and and um, speaking to this moment in an authentic way and also really trying not to to like dwell in the the sad and not dwell on the awful. So yeah, I mean, I I'm sorry that happened. I think as we know, Twitter's a great place <laughs> and a crazy place to I'm you know, I'm to so step not out. on it. I, exactly. I no, like I, I'm going I, back inside. I'm oh, not doing that. Literally again. I I think the only reason I, I just reactivated my account because there were there were a couple accounts that were like impersonating me and I just mm-hmm. like hate the idea of that. So I was like, let me just reactivate it yeah. so that people know that that's not me. Yeah. <laughs> but then, but then I, of course, when I reactivated, started looking at it, but now I'm going to, I'm not going to go back on. <laughs> no, you're not. Unless, unless well, we got to get you verified. That'll happen. And then it, everyone it is, will know it it's yeah. you. You're good. If you have yeah. a little blue check, it's only that one, you guys. Exactly. Exactly. What is the Twitter that is yours? If if you can just say the name of it, so yeah, it's, know it's only sure. You. 
you can know it's only me and I don't use it, but it's Nicole <laughs> at Nicolette Clo. It's the same as my um, as Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I just want to say that I, I can understand that everyone is very raw right now and have, you know, time to share their opinions in all sorts of ways. Yeah. I found it to be completely respectful of the moment. It deals with the aspects of life right now that it chooses to deal with, but in no way does it diminish the reality of people who are experiencing this in a very real way, health-wise or have lost people. Yeah. Thank you for your beautiful work. Every time you smile on film, it just, it's like sunbeams coming through my window. <laughs> uh, you are you are one of those rare people who can live and glow on a theater stage and on a film screen with equal, mm -hmm. I don't know, um, wattage in this incredible way. Um, please thank Les for uh, his work in this. It was really thrilling to get to see you guys together and get to see him do something kind of romantic lead and warm and, and <laughs> vulnerable in ways that we don't always get to see also, or it's not how we think yeah. we know him. Right. Um, <laughs> And um, I adore you and thank you, thank you for coming back on the podcast to share this day with me. It, it just means the world to me. Oh, you're the best. I thank you for having me and you are always just, I, I just feel like I need to just check in with you every week because you just always give me such a boost in my confidence and my, and my happiness and my joy. You're just so wonderful. Hey, okay. Hey, before I sign off, I just want to tell you guys one more thing. I have a new podcast out. It's called And the Award Goes To, and you can find it on the Broadway Podcast Network or really anywhere you listen to podcasts. It is an incredible journey that I take with 10 Tony winners where together we listen to their speech that they made the night they won, and then they just take me through their entire Tony experience, how the role came into their lives, what the role meant to them, what the challenges were, how it felt to be nominated and more unbelievable, how it felt to win, and then what it is to wake up the next day after your lifelong dream has happened. Then what do you do? This 10-part limited series is something that started as a love letter to the Tonys when they were canceled this year and just turned into this whole other adventure. I'm so grateful to my guests, all of whom you love as much as I do. So check out and the award goes to, you're really going to enjoy it. Little Known Facts is edited by Nicholas Klar and recorded in New York City. Saving money on exterior wall lights. Now at Menards. Find your style with Patriot Lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home. Choose from over 50 options from Patriot Lighting. Now through May 19th, get $10 instant savings on a single qualifying purchase of $100 or more on in-stock outdoor wall lights. Check out our entire selection of outdoor lights and see the rest of our deals happening now on Menards.com. Save